0: What's up? Good to see you on a Friday. A little bit of a late start because my uh, camera, my $17 webcam, as you guys probably can tell, the picture quality is not all that great because I couldn't afford anything more uh, expensive than that. It functions, right? It's fine. Well, I guess it functions, but uh, the camera just wasn't working this morning, so I had to figure that out, and uh, I did the old classic um, N64 thing where I took the plug out, blew on it, plugged it back in a couple of times, and it ended up working fine. So very scientific, you know. Um, I should be some kind of like IT guy because that's, I mean, remember when the way things used to be, when all you had to do was take the cartridge out of the console and just blow on it a little bit, put it back in, and boom, you're off and running. Yeah, those uh, those were the good old days. So apparently that works for very, very cheap, very cheap, not good webcams from Amazon. So I'm off. Anyway, good to see you guys. Glad that you are with me. I am Michael Borkey. Always glad to see you. Talking a couple things today. Mississippi State's win last night over Missouri. A little too close for comfort over a team that Missouri, or a, over a Missouri team that Mississippi State is simply very much better than. But we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, the seeding is supposed to, ha- or not the seeding. Uh, that's a bad way to put it. The regional hosts are expensive expected to be announced today, but I mean, who knows? They were supposed to be announced last week or something or Monday or Tuesday and then yesterday and now today. So, I mean, who knows? If you're a state fan listening to this, you're good. Like, don't worry about it. (laughs) You're very much going to be a national seed. Ole Miss fans, the expectation is that they will be in the top 20, but on the outside of that 20, looking in to a regional host, which makes this weekend critical. That and a little bit more if I have time. But first, I want to remind you that this does get uploaded in podcast form. If you're watching on the stream, Mike in the Morning, Michael Borky in iTunes uh, and Spotify. So if you're here and you want to listen to this, if you can't watch this every day, it's right there for you. Uh, leave a rating and a review after, of course, you subscribe. This also is on YouTube. Uh, just my name right there, Michael Borky on YouTube and hit that subscribe button there as well. It is free to you, which is uh, the best part about YouTube. You can subscribe, and it doesn't cost you anything. So there you go. All right, so I felt like Mississippi State last night Um, sleptwalked a little bit. And, and I hate saying things like that. And you, if you guys listen to me every day, you know that I, I don't like having those kind of opinions because I can't like, like there's no quantifiable data that i can point to to back myself up like there's nothing tangible other than a close baseball game but it's you know friday air quotes friday game 1 in the sec uh even though missouri's terrible but th- there's nothing i can point to that says mississippi state was not really focused last night but that's kind of how it felt to me it felt like they of course they jumped on missouri in the first inning but it felt like there was a lot of sleepwalking going on uh, last night it's a team that they're much better than um you know the environment's always good there but team that they're much better than it's hard to really get jacked up for Missouri and then you jump on them early take a two nothing lead and it felt like to me and again i there's nothing that i can point to that says that this is accurate so it drives me nuts but it felt like to me last night Mississippi State kind of sleptwalked walked a little bit it just sleptwalked walked a little wasn't exactly focused or locked in I mean in Missouri's just got awful uniforms probably just low yield to sleep but um that that was my biggest takeaway last night what aside from something I'll get to here in a second uh but was basically it felt like they um they sleptwalked a little bit last night that's just me i mean I, that that's how it felt to me but they get the win nonetheless and Chris LaMona said after the game and he's absolutely right you would much rather win ugly than lose pretty. I think that was his quote. If not, that should have been his quote, but he's exactly right. You know, you win, it's an ugly win, but it's a win and it's fine. It's still the SEC and Missouri's bad. But um, that starter last night, he had a weird throwing motion. It felt really just kind of disjointed. You know, it was very choppy. It wasn't fluid at all. Uh, but he had some pretty good stuff. Uh, Jacob Cush, uh, I, I don't think his numbers are particularly eye-popping, but he was okay. He he had some pretty good stuff. And after that first inning, he locked in there for a little while. The armband thing that Missouri does drives me nuts. Why is a pitcher on the mound looking at an armband? Uh, I, I don't understand that. I mean, that, that seems like it is taking multiple unnecessary extra steps. Um, Having your starting pitcher... Constantly looking down at his armband like he's a quarterback that doesn't know the offense getting signals. I thought that was bizarre, but he was okay. Uh, He had some pretty good stuff. And uh, a a win is a win, though. Ideally, you wouldn't have had to use Landon Sims on a Friday night, but that's kind of how it shook out. And then Landon Sims does what Landon Sims does. Um, McLeod was a little bit... um, I don't want to say all over the place because it wasn't that bad, but uh, struggled finding the strike zone for a little bit last night, ran his pitch count up really high early. Uh, The box score says 67 pitches. It was in the 70s on the broadcast, so I don't know which one is right, but uh, they ran his pitch count up really early. He struggled to find the zone a little bit. Um, Now that we're getting close to postseason play, it's not ideal. Uh, you want him next week to come out and have a much better start against Alabama. Um, it, that happens sometimes, though. He just – he wasn't – he wasn't himself last night, and that's okay. I mean, he was just a little erratic, um, but you would like to see that cleaned up next week, of course, going into postseason play. But he was a little erratic, and that led to some early um, kind of headaches for, for Mississippi State, and yet they they did what that team does. And I've talked about it a handful of times here. We do it on the radio show, but it bears repeating. Mississippi State winning last night is exactly why Mississippi State baseball has been what they are for so long. Um, It was a weird game, kind of a – not a weird environment, but, like, nobody's jazzed up for Missouri, right? So it's a weird team, a bad team, a weird environment. Their starters – you know, he's got some pretty good stuff and he settled in there a little bit and you didn't get the best day from McLeod. He was, you know, scattering. It just wasn't locating well. And Missouri jumped on you early. And yet there was no point in the game where I thought Mississippi State was not going to win. And they found a way to do it. I mean, that's that team. That's been that program in a nutshell. Winning that game last night, and they were down so it was it was four to two four to two going into the bottom of the seventh and when they when State was going into the bottom of the seventh when they were going to the bottom of the sixth that I mean there was never a moment where I thought they're not winning that that right now they're just kind of sleepwalking and they'll find a way because that's what this team does and they'll win tonight and Chris Limonis even though he said that quote after the game about, you know, you'd rather win ugly than lose pretty. He probably got on their asses last night about how they played and lack of focus and stuff. And I expect them to win tonight and tomorrow too. That's just what that team does. And they did it again last night. Just there is never a doubt for me and probably Mississippi State fans listening and stuff like that. Um, There's never a doubt. So – you know, it's a it's a game one win in a series that if they want to preserve their national seed, I don't think it's a must win or anything like that, but losing a series to Missouri would have done some damage in the national seed race, and now they're back in the driver's seat. So a win is a win in the SEC in game one. You always are happy about that. I do think, though, that if Mississippi State trips up somewhere along the way, if they don't get out of a regional, which I don't expect that to be the case, but if they don't win a Super it's a team that should be a national championship contender. They've got everything. They've got starting pitching. They've got the, one of the deepest bullpens in college baseball. It's excellent. Um, they're starting to hit the ball much better lately. It's in the field. Mississippi State's fatal flaw, their Achilles heel, is in the field. And you saw it early in that game last night. They are not a clean defensive team. They have not been a clean defensive team most of the season. And that really hasn't gotten any better. And that's really the only reason why Missouri was in that game last night was because Mississippi State did not play clean defense. And when it comes down to these close games in a regional uh, regional finale maybe or a super regional or if they do make it to Omaha, the one thing that's going to hold this team back from winning a national championship, which I think they are absolutely capable of doing, they don't play clean defense right now. And you cannot – gift teams runs as consistently as they do and win a championship so that's something that they have to clean up and they have to clean up fast now i'm very much splitting hairs because i do think it's an omaha contender i do think it's a championship contender like i said the bats are coming together they're hitting the ball much better lately offensively um they're coming along and of course they pitch it well enough to beat basically anybody Um, that's how good they're playing right now. And then, of course, that mindset that I mentioned, that's all there. But that's the fatal flaw. That's the Achilles heel right there for Mississippi State, and they exposed that, or that was exposed again last night. They were able to get the win, which is great, but you saw that fatal flaw and uh, its defense. But a win is a win, and they're in the driver's seat in the series. Um, And and there are some times where I swear coaches are – are kind of happy that they win the way that Mississippi state won last night. You think Chris Lamonis was not kind of low key happy that his team won. And also that he's got an excuse to kind of fire them up and and get on them. I swear coaches are wired that way that they almost want their team to make mistakes so they can find a reason like a team that's playing as well as Mississippi state is lately. They get another win. You know, it's hard for the players to take you seriously if you're yelling at them after you win, but if you win like this, maybe, uh, I don't know. I, I, like John Calipari, I swear he gets excited when it's not last year. But when they're really rolling and they're in the top five or whatever and they're winning a bunch of games in a row, I swear he gets happy when they lose. So he has a reason to to get on them. And uh, maybe Chris Lamotis had that last night. But a win is a win, and you should always be happy uh, about a win. JP, I'll get to that in a second. Just a uh, last couple things on baseball. Um, we are supposed to be getting, at least I think so. That's what everybody's saying. Uh, and, and I keep refreshing and, and looking at Twitter here to see if it happens while I'm live with you. Because that would be great if I could actually talk about that while I'm live with you. But knowing my luck, the second I get done with this is when it's going to come out. Um We're supposed to be getting the top 20 regional hosts today. That is supposed to be happening today. And apparently there's a chance that all three teams in the state of Mississippi are in the top 20. I think Southern Miss belongs in the top 20. Um, I, I think Ole Miss, if you look at the metrics, yes, they have been in a free fall lately. But if you separate the series losses and look at it just from a record perspective, Their metrics all say that they should at least be in the top 20. I don't think they deserve a regional host. I think the committee should personally look at how they've played lately and series wins versus just looking at wins over the top 50 RPI or whatever. I think they should look at it on a series basis, personally. I don't think Ole Miss deserves to be a host right now, but their metrics do say that they belong in the top 20 if it does get released today. I think Southern Miss also belongs in the top 20 probably on the outside looking in, but if they win this weekend and next weekend and make noise in the Conference USA, they certainly can play their way in. There's a thought that they're going to be in the top 20, and they would belong in the top 20 for sure. If they don't make it, it's a mistake because everything points to them. At least they deserve the chance to prove that they deserve a host, if that makes sense. Because... There's a chance that they pile up a bunch of wins over the next this weekend, next weekend, the weekend after. It's a real chance that that is uh, that that happens. So they deserve the opportunity to prove it. Especially since most people think Louisiana Tech is um, going to host. they are a lot to be a host. They're going to be in the top 16 or whatever today. Southern Miss is higher right now in the Conference USA than Louisiana Tech. So, they certainly belong there. So, we'll see. And it, it underscores how critical of a weekend this is. Uh, every game from here on out is critical for Southern Miss, but for Old Miss this weekend and next weekend are especially critical. Um, and the Hoagland News, of course, derails everything. But um, you're going to see Doug McKaysey tonight. I have – and we got a couple of texts into the radio show yesterday. Um, people saying that Mike Bianco is already getting outcoached by moving – Doug Nakaze down to Friday instead of keeping him on Saturday. And, and I, you guys know me. If you've listened to this every day, you know that I'm not afraid to be critical when I think it's warranted. I will do it regardless of who. I, I don't have any personal relationships with these people, so I can do that. Um, it's a little bit easier. And um, I just realized now that my left side was way down. So you guys are probably listening out of, one side of your headphones for half of this. Um, That's embarrassing. Um, But I, I think that you can make an argument for both sides of this. Starting him tonight versus starting him tomorrow, I think both of them have their pros and cons, and I don't think it really makes much of a difference. This is certainly not one of those things that I can point to and say it was a managerial mistake. I would have kept him on Saturday. I think that's your best chance to get one win this weekend, I mean, if if you throw Derek Diamond tonight and, and you get beat, at least you are very confident in Nikhazy over Lighter tomorrow. At least I would be right now. I would pick Nikhazy over Lighter, and then Lighter missed a start last week. We don't know how healthy he is and he's been struggling anyway before he missed last weekend. Well, struggling for his standards anyway. Um, I think your best chance to get a win is keeping Doug Nikhazy on Saturday versus tonight, because even if he shuts down Vanderbilt and then Kumar Rocker shuts you down, you might waste Nikhazy in a in a game that you are more likely to lose than tomorrow. So I would have kept him on Saturday, but I certainly understand uh, why you would move him to tonight, because if Doug Nikhazy can beat Kumar Rocker tonight, then you feel really good about your chances to steal another one on the weekend. And I do think that Doug Nikhazy is good enough to beat Kumar Rocker. Is he a better pitcher than Kumar Rocker? Well, no. But can he beat him? Yes, absolutely. Um, he, he can outpitch him tonight. He he's at that level. And so I get it. I'm not going to criticize that move because either one is justifiable. And I, I'm definitely not going to do the hindsight thing. I'm not going to sit here tomorrow if Ole Miss loses, loses and say, see, I told you so. I would pitch him tomorrow. But I can see why that you would run him out tonight. So I'm consistent. I am consistent. That's something I pride myself on. All right, JP, let's get to your uh, let's get to your, your message now. He said, morning, Borky, feeling froggy on Twitter yesterday. No, I was just telling the truth. I said on Twitter yesterday. It, it, what cracks me up is how angry some people got about that fact. I mean, all I said was Thanksgiving egg bowls are bad. That's all I said. Some people got really mad about that, um but he said, "I'll let it breathe on that topic. great way to get people talking. your reasons, one distant family two Thursday time slot up against NFL. Those are your only two reasons. No, I mean those are my two main ones um i think I think it's bad for a lot of reasons. I don't really see the benefit of it playing on Thursday night anymore for a lot of reasons. Number one, uh there are a lot of people like me who would rather. Not everybody. I know some of you hate your in-laws. I know some of you would much rather be at a football game than spending time with your uh, your wife or your husband's families. Like I, I get that, and a lot of you uh, have families that all love football like that, that want to be at the game and all have ties to Mississippi and stuff like that. But there are some people like me, and a lot of people like me who use the holiday, the actual holiday, as a reason to meet with all of their family. And not every family is filled with Ole Miss or Mississippi state fans. There are some people that don't want to cater their day around a football game. Uh, For example, my family, uh, my dad went to a small private school in Ohio. He didn't care less about, he could not care less about the egg bowl. Um, My sister went to South Carolina. My brother-in-law went to university uh, of North Carolina, Charlotte, which is now just Charlotte. Um, My stepbrother went to Clemson. Um, I mean, nobody in my family really cares, you know, and and so I, I can't and I don't want to cater my day personally around the Egg Bowl because I like my family and I like having fun with my family and having to focus on a football game that day takes away from the fun that I have with my family, especially since none of them really give a crap. And I'm certainly not alone in that thinking. So personally, I don't like Thanksgiving Egg Bowls because it ruins my week, especially with work. Like I could take that day off if I wanted to and spend time with family if the game was on Saturday. But since it's on Thursday, it's our most important day of the year. I've got to work on Thanksgiving, and that stinks for me uh, personally. But there are more people like me, and it stinks for them as well. Also, number two, like you mentioned, the Thursday time slot is not what it used to be. Uh, Ten years ago, or or beyond, Thanksgiving games in college football at night were the only game. It was all eyes of the football world are on that game. All of them. The NFL has decided not to give that to college football anymore Uh, with, and of course, it Nobody sat down and made this decision on purpose, but the state of Mississippi will be locked into the Egg Bowl, and there are Saints fans all over the state of Mississippi in this region, and they're going to have to pick one. So that stinks for the Egg Bowl too, but since it's two games going on in the same region. But I promise you, this isn't an opinion. This is absolute fact. Regardless of who the NFL teams were, going up against the NFL is a losing proposition. That and if the the Saints Bills that night will outrate the Egg Bowl by 20 times, probably give or take, Uh, 15 to 20 times more people will be watching that NFL game versus the Egg Bowl. Now that the Egg Bowl is not on an island of one, the casual sports fan around the country that would give great exposure to these two schools. They gravitate more towards the NFL. That's not an opinion. That is absolute fact. Now, some people will say, well, well, my friends would rather watch college football. Yes, you guys are the outliers. The country would rather watch the NFL. The numbers bear that out. Saints-Bills will have 20 times the viewers of the Egg Bowl. It's not the same time slot anymore because the NFL decided to take it for themselves. You never want to compete against the NFL. So that's been taken away. It's completely been taken away. And if you're going to play on Saturday, as long as you're not opposite the Iron Bowl or Ohio State Michigan, so Ohio State Michigan's always at 11 a.m. our time. The Iron is going to be at 2:30, likely at on our time. If you're not against one of those two games, you will get view Your competition will not be the same as it will be on Thursday night because the NFL always beats college football double digit times over. Always, always, always—it's undeniable, absolute fact. Um, so I don't think it, it the benefit, the exposure benefits, not even there. I tried to find ratings numbers uh, to to pro- provide an example of Thanksgiving Egg Bowl versus non-Thanksgiving Egg Bowl in recent history. Now the last two on Saturday were on the SEC Network, and that does not get rated. Eventually, it will. Right now, you can't get viewership numbers from the two games, though, that I could find in recent history. um, Talking from 2016 on, I could find two games, one on Thanksgiving, one not on Thanksgiving. The viewership difference is basically negligible. It's just a couple hundred thousand people more on Thanksgiving versus the alternative. It's a a negligible difference. Um, So that, that benefits really not there anymore. But you are, I mean, you're the only show in town in the college football world, and there are people that do favor college football. But nationally, Saints-Bills will get, like I said, watched 15 to 20 times over, more so than the Egg Bowl. And that's probably being conservative. Um, And then on top of that, I do think that um, it would be better for the towns if the game was played on Saturday, because based on my experience going to Uh, egg bowls it's a big game weekend and this is kind of negligible as well but the towns are not as bumping on thanksgiving day as they are the saturday after thanksgiving takes at least something out of the local economy is it negligible probably is it a whole lot of difference probably not but it would be better for the local economies if the game was played on saturday versus otherwise and it's harder for fans to go And the modern era of sports, all sports, not college sports, all sports, people are showing up, fewer and fewer people are showing up to games because the at-home experience is so great. And, And what schools and franchises need to do is stop, is to take away reasons to not go to games. That's why you've seen the Atlanta Falcons, for example. They slashed, cut in half their concessions prices. And if you can believe it, they make more money on concessions now. But they slashed their prices because why would I spend a thousand bucks to bring my family to the game just so I can buy a twenty-five dollar beer and my my kid who will eat half of his chicken nuggets? I'll spend nineteen dollars on those. I mean, there are more and more reasons not to go to games. Cost, I mean, parking is, is is insane. How much people have to pay for that? Concessions are insane. The tickets are insane. Why would I do all that when I can just be at home in front of my 70-inch TV, have a bathroom right there I don't have to wait in line for, I can buy a six-pack for the cost of one beer in the stadium, and I can cook for my family, and the food's probably going to be better anyway. So you have to take reasons not to go to the game out of the equation. And Thanksgiving is a huge reason not to go to the game. I even When I put that out there on Twitter, the fact that so many people said they don't like it tells me that it doesn't need to happen. You need fewer and fewer excuses to not go to games, to make the best atmosphere you can, to help your local economies have as many people in town as they possibly can. If there's dissenting opinions, then that tells you all you need to know, because fewer and fewer people are showing up to games. you got to make it easier. You've got to make it more comfortable. You've got to get rid of metal bleachers in your stadiums now, because that's just one more reason to not go to a game you got to make everybody more comfortable you've got to take excuses away from people and that's a big one uh to me so those are my reasons basically it's not the exposure it used to be you have people who care about that day with their family and can't go or or don't want to focus their day around a football game um local economies need it uh, or would prefer to have it on saturday which is probably negligible and you're taking you're adding one more excuse that would have people not show up. So JP says, I've always felt like it was a night for Mississippi to take about, at least growing up. Yeah, I mean the nostalgia factor is real. And a lot of people do love it because it's how it's always been. But just because it's how it's it's always been doesn't mean that um it's how it needs to be. He says, make the games on Thanksgiving that will be relocated to Saturdays for good after that. Hmm. I don't know. I I just, I personally don't like it. I did not expect so many people to be like angry about that. I mean, I had one Karen just really get nasty with me because I would rather spend a day with my family instead of stressing out over a football game. That's what blows my mind about this is you have people in this state. And, you know, I don't mean to be condescending, but there are people that's, um, this game causes them emotional stress. And um, they, I, I can't imagine liking going through the stress that some people go through because of the outcome of that game can ruin or make your year. That's how this thing is for some people. Why you would want that to be on such a happy day? I don't understand. I don't understand at all. I'm furious though that it's at the same time as the Saints game, man. That and that stinks for this state. It really does. Like no no hyperbole. You have people that love Ole Miss or Mississippi State and love the Saints, and they're gonna have to choose, and that stinks. That um that really stinks for this state. So anyway. Vanderbilt is throwing lighter. I think I mentioned that earlier. So um, he's healthy, apparently, and uh, and ready to go this weekend. And uh, huge – I say huge. I mean, o- Ole Miss needs to find a way to get one and then go to Georgia and get two next weekend. I think that's their path to host because when – if they go – if they get three more wins, that brings them to 17 SEC wins and they'll have an RPI in the top 15. I think that probably gets you a host. But – we will see. Enjoy your baseball tonight, guys. One quick update on that story uh, about Mississippi State women's golf getting, for lack of a better term, screwed by the NCAA. I ranted about that yesterday a good bit. Um, Barstool, you know, the terrible, awful people over at Barstool that do nothing good and they're evil and don't even mention their name around here. Um saw the injustice that was done on those teams, and they have decided to take it upon themselves to put on a championship for the teams that got screwed over. Now, it's still in the infant stages, and they're having to, to work quickly, but I have been told that it is absolutely real. It is an effort that they are serious about, that they are actually trying to put on a tournament. So for the 11 teams that did not get to hit a shot in the NCAA regional, and they got eliminated because of cowardice, uh, Barstool, is trying to, and I think they're going to be successful because it's what they do, put on a tournament in Arizona in the Phoenix area and invite those 11 teams to play in a tournament with, I mean, they'll put them up somewhere in a nice hotel, I'm sure, and and put on a real tournament with, they'll have medalists for the individuals and then team winners, and those girls will get a chance to finish their season and in some cases finish their career actually playing instead of having some clown up on top of a set of stairs telling them that their season's over, and he's so sorry about it. Um, That's really cool to see, and I hope they can pull it off. I know for a fact that they've been in contact with Mississippi State. Uh, That has happened. They are trying, really actually trying to make it happen, and I hope they can pull it off. I have seen Mississippi State players have said they're in. Oregon State players have said they're in. I mean, The reception has been phenomenal. And those 11 teams, if all works out, the biggest hurdle is making sure that they don't lose eligibility by doing this. I imagine they'll be able to work that out because like the women's NIT, the basketball tournament, that's not an NCAA tournament. Like they don't don't run it. It's an independent entity. So it can be done. It has been done. And uh, this is going to be really cool if they can pull it off. And Barstool will bring those teams exposure like they've never had. So that's a really cool, um, you know, it's not the NCAA tournament that, that doesn't take away from the fact that they didn't get the chance to compete for a, a championship. But it's a pretty cool consolation prize, I think, for, uh, for getting screwed over. So that's really cool. And it sounds like if the tournament happens, Mississippi State is all in. So that's really cool. Y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy your baseball. Check uh, check out the show on Sunday morning. And also, you know, if you want to deal with Richard Cross, the radio show this afternoon. I understand if you don't want to deal with him. I don't want to deal with him, but I have to. It's just it's what pays the bills. <laughs> Y'all have a great weekend. I'll talk to you again on Sunday or this afternoon or Monday, whenever you hear from me. Y'all have a good one.